Alright folks, this is Jack Newtown here And we are live on the broadcast Feels pretty good to be back on speaker Um, It's a good thing I know I've not been on speaker in a while So I've already sent the message out to the YouTubers Who usually listen on the broadcast on YouTube To come on over to the speaker broadcast and you can chat and listen you can listen and chat at the same time um, so it does have a place to where you can chat you can come in you can chime in you can chat etc um, what must I say hope I don't have the coronavirus my eye is a little red but I did a five and a half mile uh, power walk so I mean that that might could have been it. Uh, I mean, I did five and a half miles, so I mean that could be that could be the case. Um, like I said, they said you can get coronavirus in your eyes, which they say it can, but it is not as easy compared to the mouth and the nose, etc. And so, like I said, it's just you know sometimes I get the pink eye. Especially if I train it intensely, I do a lot of, um, I mean, we was power walking five and a half miles for like almost three hours. So um, it was, you know, it was steady, strong, tough. And then we ran some bleachers. Uh, of course, I had my protective gear on, had all my mask and sanitizer and everything, you know, the usual routine. So I, I had I have those things. So that, that was not a, a big issue at all. But hopefully I don't I don't have no fever or anything like that. I don't have a fever. I'm not getting sick or nothing like that. Um I know it's allergy season. And yes, my nose gets stopped up during allergy season. All the pollen and stuff is coming in. And this is what always this is what happens all the time when around April comes in, I start to get congested, you know, like the, you know, stuffed up because of the pollen. Uh, because of the stuff and you know people get a little little yucky and my eyes start turning a little red so yeah uh it happens but hopefully that is nothing more than just the season the season allergies kicking in which they're terrible on me they're pretty bad on me um trust me if i wasn't a a, a vegan i would have been sick as a dog i really would have been bad i mean be really bad news but like I said, we got to move on. We got to keep on fighting. Um, I still got to get my five miles in on a daily basis, do my burpees, uh, the bleachers, uh, the, keep building up the immune system because you laying down in the quarantine is going to make you sick. Um, and I'm not going to be here laying around, running around being sick. But I want to discuss about particularly Georgia. Now, we all, I've listed everything of those who are going to open up and who were going to either yay or nay, what time and what date. And one mayor in particular, maybe this person might want some status or may want to get herself named out there, uh, Mayor Bottoms. And Mayor Bottoms has uh, spoken out against this whole opening the state of Georgia up 
okay, to ease restrictions of reopening states probably by May, as soon as early May or April 30th. And, of course, Mayor Keisha, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, has seemed to have a problem with that, as well as her city of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, um, I respect that she has concerns about her citizens when dealing with this coronavirus matter because it started to seem to affect more so-called African-Americans than anybody else now. Because at first, this whole narrative of we got melanin and, and, and we can't be touched and them white folks is getting them Asian folks, they getting it. They ain't got, they wish they had men like us. <laughs> and then your niggas start dying. Then the niggas died. Then the Negroes start dying. Then the Negroes start dropping like flies. Then the Negroes start kicking the bucket. And so now there is now becoming an issue with uh, the African-Americans, so-called African-Americans. I, I, like, I, I don't like using that term, but just for argument's sake, just to build, continue this uh, dialogue, we'll just use the term African-Americans, even though I don't like that term. I think it's one of the god-awful terms, but whatever. I would just use African-Americans because it, it's politically correct because Massa gave y'all that title. That's why Massa gave you that title. But besides that, and a number of so-called African-Americans are dropping like flies up there in Detroit uh, predominantly in New York, Detroit. I really haven't heard a lot of devs in Atlanta, um, Los Angeles, uh, you know, not too many in Dallas. It's not a whole lot in those areas. Uh, Louisiana, oh, New Orleans particularly, is dropping like flies, unfortunately. And I hate using that term, uh, Philly, uh, uh, Philadelphia. Um, I hate, again, I hate using dropping like flies term. It sounds like these people's lives don't mean much. Well, for some people that may be the case, but not for me. I believe these people's lives do matter. Well, they do. They do. They, they matter. They matter. And now there's an argument to where should we open up or reopen up too soon? And let's play the video, Good Morning America interview, Karen, Mayor Karen, Keisha, actually, I'm sorry, Keisha Lance Bottoms, a good-looking sister at that. Uh, she's probably married. I think I see her husband in there. Okay, oh, damn. Uh, and George Stepanopoulos is interviewing her. So let's play the video. I cover from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution this morning, reopening today. It's happening today in the state of Georgia. So what is your message as this process starts? What's the most important thing you want the people of Atlanta and Georgia and the country to know about this? Well, good morning, George. I'm glad to see that you and your wife are feeling better. Um, what I would say is simply just stay home. Listen to the scientists and... There is nothing essential about going to a bowling alley or getting a manicure in the middle of a pandemic. It is, it's necessary that we continue to distance ourselves to the extent that we've had 
any type of relief in the state, it's because we have been aggressive, especially in the metro Atlanta area, in socially distancing and asking people to stay home. Now, that's uh, that's good advice to ask people to stay home, but um, you cannot legally make people stay home because, believe it or not, Mayor Bottoms, a number of people in Atlanta do not have a home to go to, particularly homeless veterans, homeless people, people with mental illness, people with physical illnesses do not have a place called home. So where do they go? But, you know, the governor is insisting that this is being guided by state health officials, that it's driven by data. Did he explain that to you? And what did you say to him? He has not explained that to me, but I'm looking at data that shows that our numbers are not going down. We are still having thousands upon thousands of people testing positive. Our death rate is continuing to go up. And what the way that it's been explained to me by our public health officials is simply because we may have reached one peak doesn't mean that we won't reach another. And to the extent that we have any relief, again, in our numbers, it's because we followed the experts, we've listened to the science, and we've stayed home over the past. And few- we see how far that went. The experts, yeah, yeah, you know, man, yeah. You, I mean, let's be honest. Yes, the experts got some good information. Then of it's just crackpot corporate science. Weeks, and I think to make an assumption that we are out of the woods is not based on anything other than a desire to open up businesses. And what I believe is that there are some who are willing to sacrifice lives for the sake of the economy, and that's unacceptable to me. Well, that's your opinion, Mayor Bottles, but people, some of us have to work. Some of us have to pay bills. Uh, I know a number of black men in the ATL have to pay child support. And you know, if they're not working and not bringing in a check to the state so they can give to the child's mother to spend on the child, guess where that brother or white brother or whoever is going to if they cannot pay child support, ma'am, to prison, to jail, where the coronavirus is ravaging in the cells. They will guarantee to get the coronavirus if, if they go to jail. It will be a guarantee, okay, a guarantee situation if they go to jail. This is called freedom of choice. This is where freedom of choice resonates. If people choose doing a coronavirus to get a haircut, etc., and they get sick, that's on them. Because it's called freedom of choice. Now, people can stay home if they want to. You can advise them to stay home, but you cannot enforce a law to make them stay home because that's illegal and it's unconstitutional. Now, I know a lot of people, it's the constitutional reason why your black ass is a free individual, physically. Not mentally, but physically. Not financially, but physically. Well, that is a powerful statement. Are you surprised to see that you're on the same side as President Trump on this question? Is there anything more you think you should be doing right now? I am surprised to see that I'm on the same side as President Trump. Um, and 
As mayor, certainly the governor's order supersedes my authority, but it, his authority doesn't supersede my voice. And so what we're doing in Atlanta is we're trying to make sure that people... And, and, and I agree with you. You, you. He cannot stop because you, you're protected under Constitution freedom of speech. Yes, you're protected under Constitution have food on the table, that they have access to small business loans through our city. We've even set up a beauty and bar barbershop uh, relief fund. So we are trying to step in the gap, telling people you don't have to pay your water bills right now. Those are the things that we need. Okay. I mean, that's good. But, I mean, to what extent are you are you really helping the people that you really want them to stay home? Are you guaranteeing every citizen of Atlanta a check weekly to prevent them from going out there and having to work? Because most of the times they're out there trying to work. It's not really out there to get a haircut, etc. I mean, you know, they can do that in-house. You know, they can bring somebody over. I mean, a barber can come over this person's house or that person's house, etc. I mean, that's what we do. We just come over to their house and we cut their hair and we get paid from there. You don't you don't have to. I mean, there's mobile barber shops. There's barbers who do in house. You know, like go to your house and cut your hair. Yes, yes. They. I mean, they have those services. I mean, that, that that's you know. I mean, that's a way around. We should it. be thinking about as leaders and being creative with our budgets to find ways to allow people to feel comfortable staying at home, uh, but to open up our state today is irresponsible. Simply because we have hospital beds and we aren't at capacity doesn't mean that we need to work to fill them up. Well, I mean, again, uh, Mayor Bottoms is entitled to her opinion. I respect her opinion very much, very much so. And she's a very good-looking woman. Ooh, wow, that, that's why I'm being a little nice. <laughs> that's why I'm being a little bit nice. Um, but... Again, freedom of choice, just like you have the First Amendment to express your concerns about the governor's, Governor Kemp's questionable um, opening of the state. And, you know, and people have a constitution to say, well, we, we want to go out. And I think a lot of people do. And again, it's, it's up to choice. Now, Arkansas does not have a stay at home order. And yet the cases have been stable. You know, they have not been spiking like some other states um, because we got social distancing already. We, you know, we're kind of spread out anyway. So we're not a congested group of people. It's mainly central Arkansas and parts of north, eastern, north, one mid north and northwest Arkansas that's congested. Pretty much in the south, southern region, southeast, southwest uh, northeast is not congested. It's not hardly congested that much. So, you know, we, you know, we, we pretty kind of spaced out. So therefore we have lesser cases. Now I know there was a false story reported by the daily mail. that saying Arkansas numbers going through the roof, which is not, it's far from the truth, but whatever, you know, daily mail is there to sell advertisement. Mayor, thank you for your time this morning and thank you for your well wishes. Thank you. And again, it's fair for her to make statements like that. It's fair for her to say, hold on, we're not ready yet. I don't think we're ready. 
Um, I think we need to hold on a little bit. I think we need to take a little bit of time. And and I respect it. I truly respect Mayor Keisha Bottoms as far as taking that approach because she doesn't want to be liable as well as mayor for saying, yeah, open up the floodgates. Now, let's go to Governor Brian Kemp and reason why he's catching the hell criticism, put it that way. Let's take another look at Georgia here. Georgia's population is 10.6 million people. As of noon today, 3,700 of those 10.6 million are hospitalized with COVID-19, and they have had today 799 deaths. Now, it has been 14 days since the projected peak of daily deaths in Georgia, according to the widely cited IHME modeling. Now, that model assumes that current social distancing policies stay in place throughout the next couple of months. So let's bring in the governor from Georgia, Brian Kemp. Governor, thank you very much uh, for being here this evening. It's good to have you with us. Uh, let great me begin, I guess, by asking you, great, great to have you. Let me ask you to respond to the Atlanta mayor, because obviously Atlanta um, is a very dense population, and she clearly has some big concerns about reopening the places that you would like to open. Well, Martha, look, the mayor and I have a great relationship. She's doing a work very hard, just like all local elected officials are to protect their population. I'm doing the same thing. Uh, we've worked together on a lot of things. Uh, you know, I've heard comments about this issue and, you know, I've certainly had a lot of praise and a lot of criticism, but we're taking a measured step. I would urge people to really look at the guidance that we're going to be putting out the rest of the week. You know, I announced this on Monday so we can have time to educate the public and the business owners that this is just not handing them the keys back to go back to where we were. This is a measured approach with a lot of different requirements and guidance that we're going to be putting out. And I'm very confident of that step. It was done in conjunction with public health officials, officials based on the data that we're seeing in our state and the gateways to the phase one part of the president's plan. All right, so you know, we just watched Dr. Deborah Burks. And she was questioned about your plan to reopen on Friday. And she said, you know, that she feels it's incumbent, and I'm paraphrasing, incumbent upon governors such as yourself to be very transparent about the data that you used to make this decision. So can you explain to everyone at home tonight, what is the data that brought you to this conclusion, especially given the fact that the deaths are, are still rising in, in Georgia? What data did you use? Well, I think it's important for people to understand how the data comes in. A lot of the data that we're posting today, the testing or the fatality may have happened, you know, five or six days ago based on the type of reporting that's being done. I mean, look, I spent all weekend working with Dr. Toomey, who's, who's a, you know, great epidemiology, a great public health official, one of the best, I think, in the country. Uh, I did not make this decision without her support. Uh, we poured over this data. We're looking at all kind of different models. I've had hospital CEOs that I've been, been in contact with that reached their peak way back on April the 6th. You know, I've spoken to them about the idea of doing some elective surgery, uh, surgeries. Uh, they were supporting that decision. They support a measured opening, which is what we're doing. It's going to be very limited in scope, basic operations. We're talking about a few businesses that I closed down to help uh, flatten the curve, which we have done in our state. 
But for us to continue to ask them to do that while they lose everything, quite honestly, uh, there are a lot of civil uh, repercussions of that mental health issues. We're seeing more patients in our trauma. Well, well, sir, Mister, that we all do respect, Governor Kemp. That there's been mental health issues going on in the state of Georgia and across the United States, and and now all of a sudden we're concerned about mental health. Mental health. Well, mental health has been a big problem in Georgia. Has been a big problem in every state of the fifty states plus states, sir. So. To me, that's just a, a cop out. Mental health has been going, been having going on. And in most cases, those people with mental health issues do not get the proper treatment they deserve. I'm a centers in our state because people. One of them's called homeless veterans. People are just, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're tired of it. And it's a, you know, it's a tough balance. And I understand where folks like the mayor and, and others may agree or disagree. I've got some people that are protesting me because I took this step and I'm, I may have others that protest me because I didn't go far enough. Yeah, but what we've been doing, you know, Martha, and I, I'd like to just explain too, you know, we took measured steps to get to the shelter in place and now we're taking measured steps to come out of that. This is not a giant leap forward. Well, explain, can you, can you tell me what you mean by that? So for instance, it does, is it in Atlanta, if someone wants to get their nails done or their hair done on Friday and or a tattoo or go to a gym, I mean, these are very close contact kinds of businesses that are the first ones on your list. Can you explain why you would start with those kinds of businesses on day one? Well, those are the ones we're closed. Those businesses in Georgia are still currently opening under the order that I have now and we're coming down. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. But you also have to give that fitness owner or that owner in a hair salon the, uh, you know, the ability to be able to be a partner in this fight that we're in. You know, they're going to have to follow the strict guidelines. I, I would tell you that even Fox News reporters are even questioning Governor Kemp's decision, which that's a good thing. That's a positive thing for Fox News to do that because usually Fox News are usually just kowtow to all the Republicans. Now they're starting to get a little bit bold. They're starting to get a little bit ballsy and say, hold on now, we need to challenge this. And I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad Fox News is starting to, some of the independent reporters are starting to challenge people uh, instead of kowtowing. That I imagine there'll be people in gyms that'll be a lot safer than they would be going to the grocery store or some of the other places of business that are part of the critical infrastructure. Yeah, sir, how's that going to be any safer? Hold on. This extra water. <laughs> sir, how how are they going to be any safer? I'm just curious in into how you could come up with that. How are the people in the gyms are going to be any safer than people going to the store. Because gyms, people sweat, people run, people jog, and yes, a lot of bacteria runs around. Now, the only gym I would allow, this my opinion, is Planet Fitness because they have always been the most sanitary gyms I ever seen. I went to a number of gyms. I went to so many gyms, it's terrible. 
And the one gym I see, they really on their end game when it comes to sanitary way before this coronavirus situation went down was Planet Fitness. Because if you didn't clean, if you didn't sanitize after you get done using the equipment each time, you got kicked out. Yes. And they have staff roaming around every five minutes cleaning equipment. And so you clean the equipment, they clean the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. So it stays clean. Now, other, most other gyms don't practice that. Most gyms are dirty and hardcore and they leave stuff all over the place. You know, old school gyms, which are great, but, you know, you got to kind of move or maneuver around to where you clean yourself. Uh, grocery stores are essential, sir. Fitness centers, they're, they're physical and mental boosters, but they're not exactly true essentials. Beauty salons is not an essential. I mean, if, if, if ladies want to learn how to do their hair, it's called YouTube. Check it out. Structure that's been designated at the federal level. You know, this is going to take some common sense. Our people in our state have learned a lot through this. They have helped us be a solution to the problem to flatten the curve and to start getting on the other side of this. Our hospital capacity, you know, you have to remember the reason we did this to start with is so we had time to build up hospital capacity. We are having, you know, record vacancies in our hospitals right now because we were getting ready for the surge. They are bleeding money. And they need help as well as, you know, our local business owners. I understand that. So we're prepared for, you know, what may come with this. And we're prepared that. We're ramping up testing. I talked extensively about that in my press conference on Monday. We have almost 3,000 National Guard troops that are cleaning long-term care facilities. They got 10 mobile testing sites so we can go to hot spots, whether it's long-term care, other vulnerable populations in the state. Yeah. And them doing this is going to allow our public health officials to do contact tracing, which is another part right. of the plan that Dr. Burks talked about. I, I got a couple questions. I'd love to just get in a couple quickly for with you if I can. Um, you said that businesses have to screen for illnesses. Um, how are they going to do that? So if just give the gym example. How, when, if well, someone wants to walk into a gym in Atlanta, and we just heard the mayor doesn't think that Atlanta's ready for this. Uh, if I want to go to the gym in Atlanta on Friday, how are they going to screen me? Well, it, it's not saying they've got to screen them. These are best practices. They could do temperature screening. You know, they can do the verbal uh, guidelines that all businesses should be giving their employees now, educating them. You do not come to work. You know, the potential for testing uh, now and in the future. So, you know, there's common sense things that people can do. And listen, we're already doing that with businesses in our state. You know, I got heavily criticized for keeping our state parks open and our beaches open. And we've had absolutely no problem with allowing people to go out and get some exercise. They have practiced social distancing. They have behaved themselves. Yeah. And in fact, we had people from other but states coming to Georgia because they had closed their parks. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of widespread... Yeah. That's not really good. People from other states... Now, if it's a neighboring state, like next door to Georgia, in the on the corners, okay. But if, let's say, somebody's coming from Texas, 
to Georgia just to go to the beaches. That's not a good idea. All you doing is giving a second round of infections. Now, look, I understand where the governor's come from and I understand where the mayor's come from. I really do. But I say this. I say do what you got to do as long as you're willing to accept the consequences that comes behind it. Now, if you're not willing to accept the consequences that come behind it, then I suggest you abandon this plan. Now, if you're willing to accept accountability, you're willing to accept blame if something shit hits the fan, then okay. But if not, then abort the plan. You know, why we had to close all the parks, I think, is one of the big questions that a lot of Americans have. But I just want to stay with you on this point because, you know, screening. So let's say that the gym decides that they're going to test everybody's temperature when they walk in. But as we all know, uh, there are asymptomatic people who are contagious to every person that they come in contact with, potentially. So once you've got a fever, it's already too late. You, you've already, you know, been five days of being someone who can spread that disease. So how are you going to well, the, screen these yeah, people? And the, same, the same could be the same could be happening at the grocery store and other places. That's why the fitness owners, I have great confidence in them spreading people out when they're doing a workout, doing this. Again, sir, you're 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 dodging the question. Just just like the grocery stores, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, grocery stores are fucking essential. Also, they have you spaced apart in lines. Number two, you can pick things up. They have what you call drive-through pickup. And number three, they're essential. People need to get Lysol. People need to get toilet paper. People need to get food. People need to get water. People need to get shit. You can't compare a grocery store to a fucking gym. Fucking moron. This additional sanitation that we've all been, you know, uh, learned how to do now and taking those precautions. Now the only gym, and I'll say this: let's let's play let's play the let's play the demon's role. The only gym I would even allow to open is Planet Fitness because they have the most they have the most stringent sanitary practices out there. And if you don't clean after yourself, they will kick you out. They will cancel your membership for not being sanitary enough. They will watch you to make sure you're cleaning the equipment. Because you don't. They're like, oh, sir, ma'am, won't you clean that equipment? Yeah, you clean it. Get your ass out of here. They're like, get your ass out of here. Cautions with hand sanitation and having the, the folks working in the facilities wearing masks and, and other things. And we'll be putting those guidelines out. And listen, if people don't want to go, Martha, they don't have to. If people don't want to open the gym, right. they don't have to. But when you close somebody's business down and take the livelihood of that individual and those employees, and they are literally at the face of losing everything, yeah. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think right. they're going to do the right thing. You. And we're going to. And, and, that's, and you know, that's a fair, that is a fair exchange. I, I, will, I will side with that too. That is fair enough because the ones who are really screaming about stay at home are the ones who already have money. 
are the ones who are celebrities, the ones who are rich and famous, the ones who are well-to-do, but the ones who are saying, look, we need to open back up so we can earn a living is the ones who are up for struggle. I mean, people, look, let's be honest. People take risk every day. Someone who works a meal job, works 16 hours a day, seven days a week, they take a risk, okay, going to the mill and working because one slip up, they can lose an arm, they can lose a leg, they can lose their head, or they can die, or get somebody else killed. Oh, I've heard stories about people who worked at the worked at the mill and boiling tar on them, um, chemicals went bad, exploded. Um, it got some people just boil them up. I mean, just bad things that go wrong. Hell, I had a classmate who dropped dead at the job because it was 140 degrees inside and his body couldn't take it. And so he collapsed and never woke up. He died. There's people who fell off the, um, off the rails and died. So an officer who goes to do their job, there's a 50% chance they may not make it home. There's a 50% chance they may be shot and killed. But they take that risk every day because they have to work. Electrician, uh, power line companies, infrastructure, they take that risk knowing one slip, they can fall and they can die. Or they can be electrocuted. Just like someone enlisted in the military. There is a chance you will be sent to war. And you can be killed or mangled. People take risk. That's part of the freedom of choice. And that is part of why America the way it is. Is because people in America take risk. Some succeed. Some don't. But with a number of so-called blacks in America, why do you think people who are from the Caribbeans and uh, from the uh, Central Latin America blacks that come to this country and they end up succeeding? Not all of them, but a number of them end up succeeding. It's because they understand they got nothing to lose coming here. Either they make it or they don't make it. It's like do or die with them. But us blacks in America, we have fostered this fear, this fear that we can't do it or because the white man holding us down or, or the system is set. Yes, the system is set up to put roadblocks on our ass. Why well, think God made us strong people because we were designed to knock those fucking roadblocks off. So, even Dwayne The Rock Johnson understood. Yeah, his mama is Samoan, which is black pretty much. If you really Asian black, Blasian, you get down to the science of it, the DNA textural structure of it. But his father is a black man. 
and they're going to look at him as a black man. And he understood him and his friend were talking. He said, in this world, a black man has to work 10 times as hard to get to the same level as the white man. The Rock had to work 10 times harder than Hulk Hogan to get to that position. Hulk Hogan, all he had to do, flexible, brother. The Rock, he had to take it to a whole nother level. He had to really switch it up. He had to take, he had to take through, through the ropes. He had to come up with something creative, something unique, something that catches the attention. He had to recreate himself in order to be relevant. And so he had to work 10 times harder than Hulk Hogan, 10 times harder than Macho Man Randy Savage, 10 times harder than Ric Flair, 10 times harder than Sting, 10 times harder than Lex Luger. Ten times harder than The Undertaker. Ten times harder than Brock Lesnar. But we have the ability to overcome a number of obstacles. We do. We have the ability to do that. And I think we lost that when after the Civil Rights Movement, the drug gang came in. I think we lost all confidence. We lost our heart. We lost our strength. We lost the strength of a lion after civil rights and then they brought the drug game in. That's when everybody was lost. But now we're we're building back up. We're building back up. We're building back up. We're becoming more aggressive. We're becoming more progressive. And that's the thing. Is that it can be done Yes, it's going to take more work. Yes, it's going to take more effort. Yes, it's going to take more pain than there is pleasure. There's going to be more pain with your success than pleasure. There's going to be few pleasures and more pain. You're going to go through a thousand pains and get 10 levels of pleasure. But you got to go through a thousand pain, thousand levels of pain in order to get 10 levels of pleasure. But those 10 levels of pleasure is going to be worth it. The question is, are you willing to fight for it? Just like you want a certain woman in life. And you know, okay, she kind of likes you, but she kind of sees that you're kind of a bit on the chubby side. How far are you willing to go? Are you willing to lose that weight? Are you willing to get yourself in shape to get to have the woman to appeal to you? That's up to you. How hard, how bad do you want it? Same thing here. Yes, there are blacks, a lot of blacks in Georgia who have businesses. Now, I'm not advising them to to open up. I'm not advising them to not open up. But what I am saying is, it is up to you. How bad do you want it? Because there's going to be a lot of opportunities. If you got some shops that are not opening up because they're afraid that you know it might they might get infected and the other people say I'm going to look at this as opportunity and 
you know, we're going to use protection. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to guard ourselves. We're going to make sure everything's on the up and up to get these customers. Cause guess who is going to fulfill that? The agents. Because if a black does not open up their market in ATL, guess who will? An agent will. And the agent will do it so good at a lesser price, they'll keep coming back to the Asians. While you, the black, are getting lesser customers. But again, each to their own. It's up to you. How bad do you want it? Because those people out there protesting, yeah, we can call them idiots, Trump supporters, etc. But you know, the thing is, they have, they have less fear than you. Blacks in America have way more fear than any other race. I'm talking about African Americans. Caribbeans have less fear than you. Puerto Ricans have less fear than you. North and uh, South uh, Americans, North C Canadians have less fear than you. Every other black on this planet has lesser fear than you, but you, you have the most fear of all because you've been taught and institutionalized to fear success, to fear goals, to fear strength, to fear integrity. And that's why low self-esteem is extremely high amongst the African-American people in this country. And other African-Americans enforce those fears. It really, yeah, the whites put that forth, but the white government really does not have to do a whole lot. They will pay or have honorary African-Americans to instill or continue to reinforce the fear factors. They're called the Democrat Party. Continue to focus on testing and contact tracing and all the other things. You know, everybody in this country is going to be watching your state uh, because you're one of the most aggressive and the earliest. And by me saying that does not mean I support the Republican Party either. I'm an independent. In this process. And you've got, you know, mayors in Albany and mayors in Atlanta who are very much against this. So you guys are almost going to be. You know, and I, and I hope it, I hope that well, you I, I would the right argue decision that if you, that, that you take, yeah, well, I would argue if you take out Albany, out Albany out of the situation right now, our, our state is a much different place because of a person going to a funeral a month and a half ago when people didn't know that that was not a good thing to do. Albany's had more deaths. I'm pretty sure in saying this than Atlanta has. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be relative mm -hmm. with the data that you're looking at. You know, I'm looking at it every day, every hour of every day. And I know in Albany, their hospital down there is now taking patients from other areas. So that tells you we're in a good space down there because we reacted quickly to a really bad situation. And we're prepared to continue to do that around the rest of our state. Yep. I mean, very quickly, if you can. You but I, I will say this, even though we can have our opinions about the governor's decisions, the mayor's opinions, etc., but... Until you're in that governor's position, you will truly understand what you need to do for the for the will, not only for the will, but for the betterment of the people as well. Until you get into that seat, then you will start to realize, okay, maybe he has some things wrong or he has some things right. I can't tell people 
who is a governor or a mayor how to do their job when I've never been the mayor or the governor. Now, if I've been the governor and the mayor of, of, a, of a state or a country, then yes, I can have my say and say, well, I might would have done it. Now, just like Obama, Obama can have his say about Trump. He can tell Trump, okay, this is not how you move because he's been the president for two terms, successfully, obviously. He can speak on that. But someone like you and I cannot speak on Trump and tell him how to be the president when we never been to hell. Most of all of us has never been the mayor or never held any type of position of power. So a lot of them can't speak on this. You're the home of the Delta Airlines hub in Atlanta. So how are you going to deal with, with Delta Airlines there? And we know the president's talking about closing the borders for immigration. Are you concerned that, you know, you're going to get your house in order and people are just going to keep, you know, flying through Atlanta and bringing things from, from other places? Well, I would tell people the great state of Georgia is taking a lot of people from around the country. Uh, our state, when nobody else would, was taking cruise ship passengers in a very tough situation, and we were glad to work with the president and the vice president to do that. We've worked with our airport as we've had other cruise passengers that have been flown into our state and we had to transport them to other places. And I can tell you that is a well-run airport. They handled those situations great. We, we have a great communication with them. Their general manager is on my task force. And uh, we'll continue to deal with those type situations, working with the president, working with the vice president, the task force, the guidance that we're getting from CDC. And that's what we're going to be asking our Georgia business owners to do as well as our hardworking employees in this state. Well, um, we, we certainly wish you and the people of Georgia luck and health. And we hope that this sort of early experiment in reopening is hugely successful because everybody in the country wants to get back open, wants to get well, back to work. Um, but we thank, certainly thank you, Martha. And I would just tell you, too, this is a measured, measured approach. All right. Uh, Governor, I hope you'll come back and let us know how, how it's going. We'd like to hear about it. All right. Let's play why Trump flipped on George's governor faces growing pushback over his reopening strategy. We're also learning why President Trump went from praising the plan uh, that the governor had put forward to publicly criticizing it. Let's go to our chief White House correspondent, Jim Acosta. Jim, the coronavirus... Now, case. again, uh, I know a lot of people don't like CNN, Communist News Network, etc. Look, I'm not a fan of ABC. I'm not a fan of Fox. But I'm gotta, I am got I got to be fair and objective and play all medias that are involved in this so everyone can get their thoughts together. Source apparently swayed the president, right? Uh, that's right, Wolf. Uh, we are learning new details about how members of the coronavirus task force tried to persuade President Trump to come out against Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's plans to reopen businesses in that state tomorrow. It's just one example of what appears to be a battle between the president and his own scientists. It was a major reversal as President Trump came out against Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's move to reopen businesses in the state on Friday. I told the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, that I disagree strongly with his decision to open certain facilities which are in violation of the phase 
one guidelines. He must do what he thinks is right. But sources tell CNN the administration's top doctors were trying to convince the president to make that shift. As Mr. Trump was sending signals, he was backing Kemp and other governors racing to reopen their states. He's a very capable man. He knows what he's doing. He's done a very good job as governor of Georgia. A lot of states are in really great shape. You're going to see a lot of openings. At a coronavirus task force meeting before Wednesday's news conference, Dr. Anthony Fauci said of Georgia's reopening plans, I cannot defend this publicly. Members of the task force then urged Dr. Deborah Burks to try to convince Mr. Trump during a private meeting to come out against Georgia's proposal. At the briefing, Fauci cautioned Kemp publicly. If I were advising the governor, I would tell him that he should be careful. And I would advise him not to just turn the switch on and go, because there is a danger of a rebound. Going ahead and leapfrogging into phases where you should not be, I would advise him as a health official and as a physician not to do that. The battle over Georgia is just one of several flashpoints between the president and his scientists. Mr. Trump insisted that the director of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Robert Redfield, had been misquoted by the Washington Post when the health expert warned a second wave of the coronavirus could hammer the U.S. during flu season. He was misquoted, totally misquoted. But Redfield said he was quoted accurately. I'm accurately quoted in the Washington Post. As, as difficult. But the headline was headline. When Mr. Trump doubled down, Fauci disagreed. There will be coronavirus in the fall. Then there's the sudden departure of Dr. Rick Bright from a key agency working on the coronavirus vaccine. Bright said in a statement, I am speaking out because to combat this deadly virus, science, not politics or cronyism, has to lead the way. Part of his beef appears to be the president's touting of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for coronavirus. What do you have to lose? In some cases, they're in bad shape. What do you have to lose? It's been out there for a long time, and I hope they use it. I may take it, and I'll have to ask my doctors about that. Mr. Trump claimed he didn't know Bright. Well, uh, the guy says he was pushed out of a job. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. You'd have to hear the other side. I don't know who he is. On the issue of testing for the coronavirus, more contradictions. While the president claims the U.S. has tremendous testing capacity, Fauci tells Time magazine that's not really the case. I am not overly confident right now at all that we have what it takes to do that. We're getting better and better at it as the weeks go by. But we are not in a situation where we say we're exactly where we want to be with regard to testing. The infighting comes as another 4.4 million Americans filed unemployment claims last week for a whopping 26.5 million over the last five weeks. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is blasting Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who said he didn't want coronavirus relief to become a bailout for states. New York puts in more money to the federal pot than it takes out. His state takes out more than it puts in. Senator McConnell, who's getting bailed out here? It's your state that is living on the money that we generate. Your state is getting bailed out, not my state. Now, as for Dr. Bright, his attorneys say in a new statement that they will be filing a whistleblower complaint on behalf of their client, and they say the administration 
has been spreading falsehoods about Dr. Bright. Wolf. Jim Acosta reporting for us. Uh, Jim, thanks very much. Uh, the wider pain of the pandemic, the economic turmoil for roughly 16% of the entire workforce out of work. I'm a small business owner and my business was shut down forcibly on the 17th of March and I have yet to see any unemployment, any money come through from the government and I'm sitting here without a paycheck with no definitive answer on when I will be returning to work and I don't think that's right. Staggering unemployment numbers, pressuring a number of states to begin easing stay-at-home measures, allowing some non-essential businesses to reopen. Tomorrow, Georgia will allow businesses like salons, gyms, tattoo parlors, and bowling alleys to open their doors. South Carolina reopened some businesses Monday, and Texas is expected to make its reopening announcement tomorrow. You're going to be able to, to, to go to a hair salon. You're going to be able to go to any type of retail establishment you want to go to. And now, a key coronavirus model, often cited by the White House, tweaked its predictions Thursday, saying that some states must wait even longer to safely reopen, including Georgia, which the model says shouldn't open until June 22nd. Uh. The Georgia governor is still planning to begin reopening Friday, however, despite experts... Interesting. Trump is... Here's what the thing is. He's allowing the governors to do it. So then if it doesn't, if it works, he can, he can say, well, through my guidance, they, they listen to me. But if it doesn't work, he says, well, I didn't tell them to open it up. It was up to them. So either way, he's shift. So if it succeeds, he takes the credit. If it fails, he blames them. He can blame them because he says, well, I'll let y'all do it. Warning, they're making a deadly mistake. There is a danger of a rebound. And I know there's that desire to move ahead quickly. That's a natural human nature desire. But going ahead and leapfrogging into phases where you should not be, I would advise him as a health official and as a physician not to do that. Even as states open, coronavirus continues to spread into the heartland of America, triggering new outbreaks and public fear. New hotspots in Midwestern communities often home to meatpacking plants and manufacturing facilities. Boston still hasn't hit its peak. The surge is going to continue. And in Wisconsin, at least 19 cases are now tied to in-person primary voting. And a new modeling study reveals a hidden explosion of coronavirus was rapidly spreading through U.S. cities long before many Americans and government leaders understood what was happening. According to research at Northeastern University, reported by the New York Times, Outbreaks were blooming in New York, Boston, San Francisco, Chicago, and Seattle long before testing revealed any serious problems. We have a lot of community transmission that was really unknown. And our efforts in the beginning to sort of contain and mitigate, you know, were, it was definitely, you know, out of the bag at that point. And in a preliminary study announced by New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo today, 13.9% of New Yorkers tested positive for antibodies, uh. which could prove the virus spread wider than first thought. When we say there are 15,500 deaths, that number is going to go up. Those deaths are only hospitalization or nursing home deaths. That does not have what are called at-home deaths. Wolf, getting back to the confusion here in Georgia. Yes, it's true that businesses are expected, at least some of them, to open tomorrow. But then there is this. 
the state is still under a stay-at-home order, a quarantine, until the end of the month. So what is a person to do? Order and follow that to stay home? Or go to the businesses that are supposedly opening? No one's really sure what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, we'll, we'll watch it together with you. Good luck to everybody in Georgia. All righty then. Okay. So, uh, so the president kind of now is saying, nah, I disagree with the governor, even though initially he praised the governor. Now he disagreed with the governor. Well, you know what that means. That means if, if it goes bad, at least Trump can say, well, I told you so. But if it does go well, Trump can say, well, under my guidance, they, they listen to me and they have to thank me, President Trump for the wonderful infinite wisdom that I ha I have managed to achieve through mastery. But if it goes bad, he'll say, well, I gave them a choice and they chose the wrong thing. All righty, let's hear. Now, here's a, a video from Gilly the Kid. And he's a funny character. He's a brother. Uh, hell of a rapper. Hell of an artist. You know, he embarrassed Beanie Seagull. <laughs> and he's still, he's still around. You know, people kind of doubted him, down and out. But he's still around. And here's what his thought, here's what his assumption, um, his assumption, his assumption. And let's play it. So I just seen some shit earlier that Atlanta's supposed to be opening up this week, huh? The state of Georgia is supposed to be up open up this week. That includes Atlanta. Atlanta back open, huh? Y'all happy as shit, you stupid ass niggas. Why the fuck they opening Atlanta the fuck up first? The black Uh sir, they're not open up Atlanta first. They're opening up the state of Georgia. Okay, which includes Atlanta. Now, again, I understand where Gilly the Kid is coming from. I understand where you come from. But at the same token, let's make sure we get accurate information and not selective information and not leave certain things out just to push an agenda or to um, make your argument more accurate. Um, pull out all the things. Okay, Atlanta is not the first city to open up. The state of Georgia itself plans to open up which includes Albany, that includes Savannah, that includes Augustus, that includes Atlanta, that includes uh, various cities and towns in the state of Georgia that will be opening up, sir. Let's continue. Blackest city in America. You niggas don't see the motherfucking blitz going down. Uh, sir, Atlanta is not the blackest city in America. Uh, people will do their research. According to now, of course, we have not got the data from the 2020 Census Bureau yet, but since the 2000, and I think 2000, 2017, 2010 Census Bureau and 2017 collective um, numbers, 2013, 2017 American Community Survey states which one is the blackest, okay, 
the blackest city in the state of Texas. And the blackest city in the state of Texas is Jackson, Mississippi. Detroit's number two. Birmingham, Alabama's number three. Miami Gardens, Florida, or Miami, is number four. Memphis, Tennessee is five. Baltimore, Maryland, six. Montgomery, Alabama, seven. New Orleans, Louisiana is eight. Shreveport, Louisiana is number nine. I'm interested. Augustus, Richmond, Cali, Consolidated Government Balance. Augusta, Georgia is number 10. Now, Atlanta comes to number 13 with a 51.8% black population. Now, it's just under Savannah. Savannah, Georgia is number 12 with 54.2%. So Jackson is 81.4% black population. Detroit is a 78.8% black population. So you're incorrect, Gilly the Kid, when it came to the statistics and numbers. You're just saying things. Maybe you maybe you just didn't realize that Atlanta is not the blackest city in America. Actually, it is Jackson, Mississippi. And Savannah, Georgia is blacker than Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Those are the numbers. Omaha! Omaha! Uh, let me... I'll make a comment. Actually, Jackson, I'm going to make things correct, is the blackest city in America. Atlanta is number 13. Now, again, when we deal with things like this, we need to deal with, you know, with, 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 with facts, you know, facts over feelings. Let's continue. 38 right blast on the 59 is the mic. Y'all don't see the fucking blitz going down. They open up the blackest motherfucking city. In America first, I'll let them know. That's, sir, it's not the blackest city in America, Gilly. Jackson, Mississippi is the blackest city in America. Okay. Savannah, Georgia is blacker than Atlanta, Georgia. Savannah, Savannah, sir. Savannah, Georgia is blacker than Atlanta, Georgia. Niggas run out there, they do the test run. Let them niggas go ahead and run. Y'all fucking guinea pigs in Atlanta. Y'all so fucking happy. Can't wait to be at a motherfucking day party. Hey, do the stinky leg. You get Well, some of them have already been doing that, sir. This is be at a death party at night. Niggas can't wait to be at a, at, at a motherfucking day party ordering up the corona. Let me get the coronavirus specials. Yeah, let me get two of them straight. Mm-mm. I don't know. No chaser. I want the coronavirus straight. No motherfucking chaser. You niggas is crazy, man. Why the fuck they ain't open Utah up? That's based on the governor's direction, sir. The president is not making these states open up. He's allowing them to give them the choice. So then if it goes bad, he won't take the blame for it, sir. That's your governor that is opening up the state. Not the president, sir. Who is they? And unfortunately, a lot of blacks that are so, what's the word? 
They're so institutionalized to where they'll believe anything that is perceived negative towards white people or anybody else who does not share their values. There's white people who say crazy and offensive things, but if I can see there's truth behind it, I'm not going to get mad at it, even though I may not like how they said, but at least they said it to where I know how to deal with them. And Atlanta is not the blackest city in America. It's Jackson, Mississippi, sir. Atlanta is number 13. Actually, Savannah is the is blacker than Atlanta in the state of Georgia. Why they ain't open Montana up? Ain't shit out there but snow and fucking cows. Why the fuck they ain't open that shit up with me? Uh, sir, because that all depends on the governors. They opened up Atlanta. Because they know you goofy ass niggas don't got no discipline. And you, sir, do not ride on facts. And you got no discipline either because you would have did the studies and then you would have, before you got on video, making a rant, you would have read up first to see who's the blackest state, blackest city in the state of America, in the United States of America, and it's Jackson, Mississippi. So therefore, you have no discipline yourself when it comes to that. And it's called freedom of choice, sir. You're going to run around, give it to all the old heads. You see, they they knocking all the old heads off. Because at the end of the day, who who gives a fuck about the old heads? They already live. They like, we ain't trying to get them niggas no goddamn pension or nothing. No social security or nothing. So y'all just going to put all the old motherfuckers at risk. Niggas is crazy, man. Sir, if the measures are taken with precaution and people were wearing the proper face mask, they was wearing proper hand sanitizer, they was doing the necessary steps, there there would not be any significant cases, sir. You thinking like black people don't know common sense. You thinking yourself guilty the kid that black people can't think for themselves. That's what it sounds like, sir. See, this is why I have an issue with some of these black celebrities. They try to make you think that you can't think for yourself. So they think they can do the thinking for you. You're a fucking celebrity with millions of dollars. You don't have, you're not going to be hurt. But the average black woman, the average black man, the average black single mother, the average black single a male parent is going to suffer because they have to work and put food on the table for their children. Now we understand, yes, the virus is dangerous and it's vicious, but guess what? We got to deal with it. If you put your trust and faith in the Lord, okay, that you'll survive, then hey, all praises. I mean, there's people walking around with HIV, Gilly the Kid. There's people walking around with with the snow crabs, with the blue waffle. There's people walking around with contagious viruses. I'm not taking nothing lightly out of this whatsoever. I'm just saying use common sense. And I wish some of you other blacks would stop trying to tell other black people how to think like they can't think for them fucking selves. Especially coming from a rapper. Y'all got to smarten up, man. Y'all niggas don't see they putting the goddamn one and twos down on you. Right. Does your record label tell you to say that, sir? Just saying.
All right. Um, okay, Gilded is entitled to his opinion, and we respect that, but at the same time, you didn't come with the facts. The facts are that the, the, the blackest city in the state of America is Jackson, Mississippi. Savannah, Georgia is blacker than Atlanta, Georgia. So you should have said Savannah. Then I would have said, okay, yeah, you more more convincing. But you didn't. So let's, oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's see right here. Okay. And here's Jermaine Dupree. Here's his response to Gil the Kid. If you don't like language, a couple of N words here and there, this and the third, then you might not want to listen to this message um, because I don't know how to say it. Um, I want to talk to people the way I would talk to them on one on one. So, um, Excuse me, I'm sorry in advance, all right? But I'm going to say it the way I feel like it should be said. Um, this morning I woke up to multiple messages from people that's not from Atlanta, people from outside of Atlanta, saying, Jermaine, what's going on? Um, what the hell is going on? There's people, they saying they're going to open the state back up. The governor's opening Atlanta back up. And you niggas out there is excited. First of all, I'm not excited, and that's why I have this mask on, um, because I feel like for the first time um, in four weeks that my chances of getting sick are probably greater. The fact that people are starting to feel like they're getting ready to be able to go outside, and they're going to be hanging out, and this, that, and the third. And um, I don't like that. You know what I mean? I don't like that. Um, um, secondly, um, y'all know the love I have for this city and what I pour into this city and how much I care about Atlanta. So this message is really for us in this city. Um, the image that we have in this city, I don't like. I don't like the way people think. Our minds move and the way people are like, like, basically shortchanging us to make us look like we just a bunch of dumbass niggas out here running around happy, spend money and and drugs, uh, strip clubs, and, and you know, just, just bullshit, right? And that's the image we got. You know, um, I, no disrespect to Gilly the Kid, but I've seen his message, and I'm not saying he's... But he said it, basically, in a way that even made me think even more about this message that I'm doing. Like, yes, this is what people think, man. People think um, black people in Atlanta, they can't wait to get outside to them niggas, to them niggas to run around and show their cars off and this, that, and third. Like, that's that's our image, people. And um, that don't need to happen, man. <laughs> like, for real, for real. 
Um, if that is our image, it, let it be our image when it ain't no corona, but not during this time period. And um, no disrespect to any other um, other state, any of the other places in the state. Georgia does not just mean Atlanta. But when people from a different city or people from other places think about Georgia, the first place they think about is Atlanta. When people think about Atlanta, the first thing they think about is black people, right? How good black people live in this city. Okay, the volume lower. How raising your family in this city is probably the most effective than any other place in the, in the United States or the world to be. Um, with that being said, COVID-19 has the highest kill rate with the African-American community. Now, listen to what I said. When people think about Georgia, they think about Atlanta. When people think about Atlanta, they think about black people. This virus <laughs> has its highest kill rate with black people. Right? On top of that, Georgia ranks last in testing. Yes, I'm reading. I want to make sure I'm saying this correct. Georgia ranks last in testing. Um, now, saying all that, we had 137 deaths just yesterday. Just yesterday. So, um, you know. I, I understand, but, but here's the thing. Is that how we know all those deaths are related to the coronavirus? Because the media is hyping up some of the numbers, and some of those could be just unrelated to coronavirus. It could be stroke or heart attack or something they already had going on with them. Now you have some that could the coronavirus could exacerbate, but I think the media is intentionally hyping the numbers just to put more fear into the people, so the government can take their rights away. If you do have to go out and get a haircut, we all need haircuts. If you do have to go out get your nails done, um, I mean, listen. What I want you to understand is they expecting us to die. They expect to hear multiple deaths over this weekend or not this weekend after this weekend pass, and um. That don't have to be like that. We don't have to go that way, and we can we can change this. Yes, if places are open, let them just be open, and let them let them yeah. feel um, that black dollar too. That's there you go. Thing. Because another thing that we ignore in this city is the fact that yeah, the city moves by the black dollar. So when we talk about economic economics, um, y'all ain't got to spend y'all money, man. You know, I know everybody want to get out. I know everybody tired of being cooped in the house. But on some real shit, man, um, you ain't got to. Don't die because you bored. And my last little piece I'm going to say is that, you know, um, I had people. When I, when I do these messages, I had people say, Jermaine, you ain't woke, man. You, bro, I, I ain't expect you to be this person. You ain't woke. 
On Gilly the Kid's message that he posted, he's asked us, do we not see the blitz? So now it's looking like <laughs> all the people that want to go outside. By the way, all the people that want to go outside, I have people on, on here tell me, Jermaine, you um you know that it's, it's this virus is fake. This virus is a hoax. This virus is not real. Until you catch it. Okay, thank you, Jermaine. I think you're going a little bit slow on this one, so we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of move you on the side there. But thank you, thank you, brother. But like I said, um, it's all freedom of choice. You don't have to go out if anything's open. You don't have to spend your money. Jermaine is right about that point. Let me let me summarize it for what he's saying. You, you know, because others that are pointing out, oh, Atlanta's black and all they do is ride cars, rims, all the other stuff. That's not always the case. I'm glad he pointed that out. But you don't have to spend your money. You don't have to go out. You don't have to do any of that. If it's open, it's open. That's up to you. It's called freedom of choice. And, sir, the, Gilly, with all due respect, sir, there's no blitz. Okay. Again, you you are help reinforcing the mental prison mentality. You are help reinforcing fear among the blacks. And sir, you're not even from Atlanta. Of all, you're not from the ATL. You from Philly. You're not from the ATL, sir. So you don't know the ATL's culture. You just you're not from there. Only people from the ATL can speak on that. Only people from the ATL can speak on that. Only people from Georgia can speak. So that's just another garrison. I like you speaking on something that you're not even from, sir. And in days, freedom of choice. And it's up to you. But make sure you protect yourself. Make sure, just like I had a conversation with a lady... I know from from the ATL. Yes, she's from the ATL. And we talked about this day. I said, this virus, is how, how's this going? He said, well, she, like it's, it's steady, but it's not like, you know, exploding through the place. You know, we still, you know, we practice social distancing. You know, we, you know, we have hand sanitizer on us at all times and, and our coverings and all this other stuff. And I said, okay, that's good. Because they're thinking that, oh, blacks are not taking precautions. You know, Gil the Kids give them this mentality of blacks not taking precautions and blacks are not covering their faces and this and that. Actually, it, where I live, I see more blacks covering their faces with hand sanitizer than I see whites. I see more blacks covering up their faces than whites. So blacks are taking precautions and I wish there these some of these Negroes and Negresses would stop thinking that black people can't think for them fucking selves. Hate when people do that shit. That's why I fucking hate the Democrat Party. Because they thinking, uh, you can't think for yourself. We'll do the thinking for you. Blacks in a right mind can think for themselves. Just like anybody else. Just like I do. I take beyond precaution. Man. Hell, even at the job, I take, ooh, I, I take it to a whole nother level. 
because I don't want to get sick. I don't want nobody else to get sick because that's my responsibility. That's part of my job. I have to make sure nobody isn't getting the virus. So I have to take all these extra measures in order to make that possible. But I wish other blacks would stop telling blacks what, what, what to think, even though they're not in the position that those blacks are in. So but let's get off on that. Got bonus feature. Little Wheezy. Wheezy F. Baby. Little Wayne is now caught up. And he's caught up with a 50-year-old woman whose name is Kimberly Rose. And she's now putting out a book and this and that because I guess the relationship wasn't going well. I think this relationship was for five years, you know, which is which was under the radar. And she now is coming out with a book. She's now coming out with confessions, memoirs about... Her relationship with Wheezy F. Baby, Little Tucci, Little Wayne, Blase, Blase, Blase. And Mama go on. And let's play Lovely Teeth Podcast. I, you know, like I said, I I have to give credit where credit due. I, the first thing, first time I heard about it is from Lovely Teeth. And again, I'm giving credit where credit is due. And so we're going to play her podcast about this whole situation, then of course I'm going you know, I'm gonna go over mines too. I'm gonna put put mines up as well. But um, let's let me pull some of these out. Let's pull these out. Let's go ahead and play. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys are doing good today. I want to go ahead and drop a podcast. So now, if you guys do not know, it looks like Lil Wayne, a.k.a. Mr. Tucci, is going through some shit, okay? So what's going down is this. If you guys do not know, there's an older white woman. Her name is Kimberly Rose. And basically, nobody, nobody at all, okay, asked her for any of this. Kimberly Rose started her Instagram on February 14th, 2020, which was the day of Valentine's Day. And I'm assuming she was by herself and she was pissed because come February 16th, Mrs. Rose decided to spill the beans on little Tunchi. Well, not all the beans. You have to, you know what I'm saying, get the rest of the meal once you buy her damn book, okay? So this is what she posted on February 16th. So she says, book coming soon. Target release, summer 2020. I had to delete my old account after I started receiving some threats. At that time, I decided it was best to relocate from Miami away from Wayne and his entourage to a safe location. I'll be writing my upcoming book about the last five years of my life involved with Wayne and posting updates, but will, but will remain off the grid until published. Please respect that I won't be responding to questions during that time. I'm writing, the book is an intimate, unapologetic, merciless tell-all about the secret life and mood swings of rap legend who turned from a prince charming savior okay to a heartless narcissistic asshole with an insatiable need for grandiosity and excessive admiration an exaggerated belief of self-importance and an insidious coward who simply stopped taking care of my bills changed his number and blocked me on social media 
rather than to tell me that he got engaged while we were working things out the last six months. So after he relocated me 1,300 miles away from Dallas, Texas to Miami Beach exactly three years ago to make all my problems go away, this is how it ended. From still dating me through January to acting like I never existed in February. Wayne's problem is that he'll always be held captive by his insatiable need for attention and admiration. The man who fell in love with me because I was the only real thing in his world where nothing is real spiraled out of control after he won the lawsuit and was awarded all that money and released C5. I never wanted or expected things to be like this. I gave up everything for him. Then she went out to hashtag his name, okay? And had the nerve to hashtag Holly Grove. Girl, what you know about Holly Grove? Sit your own ass down, Kim. Any damn way. So this entire situation is crazy. So that was her very first post and it wasn't picked up by the blogs right away. And she continued posting like every other day about Wayne and posting intimate pictures that we've never seen before and, you know, things like that. And she would make it where people can't comment on her comment. Oh, oh, wow. So that was a mouthful for Mrs. Kimberly Rose. Now let's look at Miss Kimberly Rose. Let's, let's look her up since y'all like a little bit of entertainment. Let's look her up. Kimberly Rose. Kim Possible Rose. And of course, she following 17, got 111 followers. Nobody didn't really know who she was. And she retweeted Weezy F Baby on September 13, 2016. If I were protests, I'd be holding up the five for free C5 struggle, man. But that's just me. Okay, and then here's some pictures. Not hard, but not like you the police. I guess this, whatever. And there's a picture of her in a dress, skin tight. And that's her in Dallas, November 24, 2015. Um, I guess she's a bodybuilder, personal trainer. And I guess that's her junk meal. She's got four photos. And she has uh, did a lot of... She follows Wheezy. And, of course, she also... Is um, I guess she's Wheezy. She's following Wheezy. She loves Wheezy, and that's all she has on the Twitter. And let's look at her LinkedIn. Uh, massage therapist slash personal trainer. She's in Miami Beach, so that does verify that she was from Dallas and she got moved to Miami. Experience instructor with a demonstrated history of working in health, wellness, and fitness industry, skilled in risk management, police, business process improvement, nutrition training, audit, and strong healthcare service professional graduate from Westford College. Okay, so she's an educated that actually graduated. Let's... All right, so, you know, she held a job, client service, commercial real estate, J.P. Morgan Chase, October 2015 to February 2017. Um... Dallas, Texas, so obviously he did uh, move her out to where she was from Dallas to Miami. So her story actually checks out. So, interested. Let's continue. 
So she's obviously, you know, has been around Wayne. She has pictures of him sleeping. Um, on one of the posts where he's sleeping, she writes this. Want to know what it's like to be in a relationship with the best rapper of all time? Oh, hold on, man. Let's, let's go on Instagram. Let's go on Instagram. Let's go on Instagram, baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's go on Instagram and find out. Yes. Hold on. Log in. Okay. Yes. I am. Let's see. Oh, okay. Rose. Still I, Rose Kim. Okay, is this her? Yep, that's her. She got 4,000 for, yeah, that has to be her. Yes, that is her. Now she's an author. Just a quiet introvert who loved and trusted a bad boy rapper. <laughs> now she got a book out of this nigga. She says she going to get that paper. Look at this. I mean, she's not a bad looking white woman. Well, white, whatever. Wow, you so being paid to harass Wayne. Classic. This is from So Lizzie Bolo, what the hell his name is. Uh, believe I'll be talking to Heaven Hollywood tonight and RX Muscle soon. Have a couple more in the pipeline. We'll update this post of details. Not sure these alleged payments are going to, but I better call the IRS because I'm sure it's not me. Okay. There she is. Because she's a bodybuilder. And there is Wheezy. And. Let's see. There's another picture of her. Um. And of course, the M me to take out put out fifty year old Caucasian soccer mom. I was Lil Wayne's lover. He paid my bills by letting old Borby. Let's see what she has to say on that. And here she, hold on, pull this up. Here we go. And she wrote on the, well, I guess me to take out did story, which of course you. Gotta trust their sources with a grain of salt. <clears throat> Niggas. But, um, stereotype much. Soccer mom, huh? Please do tell me more about that. This part of my life I'm not familiar with. Lyndon. So, basically, call her Caucasian soccer mom, which she's correcting, saying, look, I'm not a soccer mom. I'm a bodybuilder. And Lil Wayne's lover. Again, my story is best told by me since I'm the one who knows my story. My story isn't about hate or blackmail or manipulation. My story is a truthful look into my own weaknesses and failures as well as Wayne's. So before you assume things, be very careful about what you say I'm claiming. A lot of people are looking at Ashley Jermon's false allegations as gospel, dangerous things, gossiping. My book is not about tearing people down, not even Wayne, but... That's just not how I operate, but because some people have no impulse control whatsoever and find instant, well, gratification, I say instant gratification, in spewing hate, 
I have to turn off comments except for those I follow. I'm over halfway completed with my writing and I haven't torn down or degraded one single person in it, not even those who left me as well as themselves. Feeling insecure hurt, I got a little more compassion in me than these fork Tom haters, just not my style. Yep, and it seems that the the haters are coming after her because she had a relationship with Weezy F Baby and they wish they could um let's see, hold on. Let's read another one. Hold on. Scroll. And I guess she screenshot from Gossip of the City that says, see you in court Ashley, soon, Ashley. And I guess Ashley responded, hope you win. Everybody knows me, LOL. You not saying nothing. Want a picture of me? And Kim says, I have one. Thank you. But you a snitch ass bitch. So I'm, 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 a, I'm out. This is what Gossip of the City said. And Gossip of the City is supposed to be a so-called credible blogging website. My profile is not a place for people to bully one another or me. I don't tolerate bullies or lies to bolster your own need for validation or I engage in emotionally charged conversations or name calling. Should you choose to tell a story about me, it had better be accurate and factual, not misleading. Ashley said she didn't care if I sue her, so I suppose I'll post those updates as well. I am not a hateful person. I always defended everyone for their rights, and I have no problem defending myself either. I have no beef with anyone, but I won't allow anyone to attack me from their perceived anonymity behind a computer screen. Mm, 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 mm. And you know the white woman will win because she still is white. Gossip of the city, she's still a white woman. So she, hey, she sue you, you going to lose. Nigga. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, th this is why you can't, we can't take these people seriously. We can't take these gossiper cities seriously because they just come up with bullshit and they think they can run with it. Look, y'all not a big media corporation where y'all have lawyers that can help, that can and money to burn. I can see if you were seeing in Oh yeah, you can do that because you got money to burn. You 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 won't fight that way. But in this one, you, sister, you don't have that. Oh, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. and another one. Gossip to see how I would like to share your story, but we'll like more information. Can we talk? She responded, thank you for your interest in my story, but it's not been told yet. I'm currently writing a novel about my experience from October 2015, January 2020. The post do not yield the story. I believe that all your questions and concerns will be addressed upon publishing per advisement of my literary attorney and contractual um, attorney uh, obligation. My comments are limited to published target release summer 2020. Follow me for updates. Thank you. And then... Ashley, the gossip gal, said, I understand I was more interested in the sex slave part. Can you explain what you mean by that? You wasn't held against your will or anything, correct? And she responded, at no point I have I referred to myself as such. You do you do lot to have your facts correct. Um, correct. 
and advise you to be careful with such an inaccurate accusation. And of course, as you say, you showed the message of a girl asking to be a sex slave. So did you and Lil Wayne engage in sexual activity? And of course, she got a picture of that. And I bet you Wayne sent it to her. No, my attorney will be in contact with you. And as she says, okay, when should I expect this attorney to contact me? As I state, when the book publishes, it will answer your questions. Should you have any after letting me know you're not going to bully me to tell my story prematurely, but I have no issue suing you. Let me know if you're not going to bully me to tell my story prematurely, but I have no issue suing you. Should you report on factual information? She said, I have no problem being sued. LOL. Okay. Until she actually drops a suit on your ass, Ashley. And then now you're in a pile of shit. Uh, only person that has made a threat is you. Uh, that's not a threat. That's actually a legal recourse. That's not a threat, Ashley. Gossip, gossip of the city. You're doing a terrible job. You know you can't can't joust with with a white woman. Just whatever. Only person that you threat, that, ma'am. That's not a threat. She didn't make a threat. She let it be known if you continue to harass her that she will send the attorney after you. That's not a threat. That's not being threatening. That's just. It's just called litigation. I simply ask you a question about your post. Your hostility shows that you're not telling the truth or half truth being told. Take care. That's not always true. That's she. She told you three times. This Kimberly Rose told you three times gossip of the city that all questions will be answered when a book comes out. Then you can ask the questions. She said, I'm not going to do it prematurely. And you going to try to say, hey, you hostile. That means you ain't telling the truth or half truth. <laughs> niggas is stupid. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Someone says this might make a comment. What a fucking L. I guess that's referring to um, talking to Kim. She said, are you calling me a loser? He's, I guess Mike said, I don't know. Am I calling you a loser? I cannot speak for you. Niggas, uh, niggas, oh God. Niggas don't know how to argue. That's the thing. And then, and then they end up getting caught up in court. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Stupid. Just leave the woman alone. Damn. I bet you if it was white people doing this to a black woman that was with a white man, y'all be, I'll be like a bunch of growling dogs. Uh, Kim says, I have no beef with anyone and I will not tell my story until after publish. The posts you see are only tidbits like tip of the iceberg in my story. I'm not looking for anyone to tell my story for me, calling me names or attempting to bully and intimidate me will get you the full will not get the full story prematurely. Drawing conclusion from the post, do not tell my story. A comment from a friend in our playful just to be part of our playtime does not warrant such accusation. I'm worried someone has been determined to sell my story by routinely forwarding each post twenty nine times. Gossip sites are not the target audience I'm seeking and will not sell to the story the story, but please chill on the aggressive approach. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. So gossip sites are trying to get her to sell the story. Here's Wheezy between her 
LMK, when you got somebody to join us, she says, does, she, does that include both? She said, whatever. He said, how does Friday or Saturday look when you're free? And Weezy says, this is June 29, 2018. Now, what be better but just let me know when you good? And she says, we'll be at least two hours. Blank, okay, 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 working out details, okay? Weezy said, okay, I'm headed that way. Should I buy wine? Uh, he said, I don't need any of that. I know, but I might. I'm nervous. I just want you to be happy. He said, okay, send me a pic. And she said, the pic, no phone, babe. And he said, no phone, babe. I told blank, smiley face, traffic, sorry. ABT, how far? 15 minutes, okay. On 15, I'm at the park. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Wow, 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 wow. So, I mean, she has the information. I mean, this is Wheezy F. Baby. This is Wheezy. There's a picture of her. I mean, like I said, she's still a good-looking woman. I ain't going to lie about that. Um, That's blanked out. And she screenshotted a copy of the plane ticket. And here's one right here. Weezy says, we still need a new pink too, though. Find a new girl like pink. She says, okay, we'll do my love. I prefer them not to be black, babe. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> nigga, you busted. You busted, nigga. Okay, gotcha, and I agree that we need a pink. Do you want to see Kia again or no? Did you call on accident? This app is bad sometimes. We can, but I told you what to find, ma. And she says, okay, I will. So she so she said, he, he said, I don't want no nigga. <laughs> Ain't that something? Now, Craig K said his daughter is black. What the fuck does that have to do with, with the conversation, Craig K? He's not fucking his daughter, you ass. Jesus. Y'all get quick in the incest. Every damn time. Every damn time. Y'all jump into incest. His daughter is black. Well, Cree Cray, he's not fucking his daughter. I understand where you where you where you're trying to get to the point, but uh, Cree Cray, he's not fucking or, or she, or he or whatever you are. It. He's not fucking his daughter. Jesus. His daughter is black. Let's see what the replies look like. So what preference changed? He's not fucking his daughter, is he? Exactly. Jesus. And somebody says, never understood comments like this. And someone had to call, had to. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Thank you. It's not fucking his daughter. Nasty woman. LOL, I always knew he didn't care for dark skinned woman. Hello, Yasmin B. It's obvious. It's like you try to light your makeup, look like you're light skinned. 
okay. That's nothing new. Ask Chris Brown. But y'all still buy his records. Y'all still buy Chris Brown's records. And there she is. And I think she's around 50. What a great, uh, yeah, so she, the bodybuilder. Yeah, so she's looking good. And there's her yoga. Yo, 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 dirty ass feet. But that's okay. Here's another message. Weezy. I'll let you know. We're, we're too. She said, I'll let you know. He'll say, I'll let you know. Make sure you up. I'm hit you in an hour. She says, okay. I want you out of your clothes as you get here and you do what I say. And she said, yes, sir. You got my heart racing. House now. Okay. All right. And here we go. Now, again, I don't know in this situation. She's like she's been bruised up. I don't know if she said that Weezy hit her or or I don't know. It's, you know, I can't make a determination on that, but she got pictures of her being bruised up. Let's look at here. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's scroll up. April 25th, 2019, witnessed by an L.A. model and makeup artist named Tanya. Okay. I don't know if this had to do with Lil Wayne. I have no idea, but it looks pretty bad. Wow. That's a lot of bruising. This is a result of left side from being picked up by your hair with two hands. Damn. Oh my God. Ooh. Oh, dog. Uh oh. Uh oh. Weezy finna go to jail. If this, hey, if this is proven. That nigga's finna go to jail. You ain't gonna be beating up on a white woman like that. Oh man, look at her legs. I guess she got off the what they call ketamine. You know the ketamine that keeps you lean? I guess that's her off season body. Yeah, that's her off season body. But damn, them bruises is bad. Woo woo. Mm-mm. Wow. Boy, 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 boy. And she got pictures of Wayne sleeping with a Xanax thing. There he is. There he is. 2020. Hold on. Wow. This was recent. And there she is in the picture in lingerie. And that's Lil Wayne's photo. There's her. Okay. I guess that's she getting back in shape. 
I guess this is a uh, lean. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, hold on now. And there's a picture of her and there's little Wayne sleeping. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. So she, she, uh, this is true. She was, she was dick whipped. Nigga paying for everything. There's her with Ronnie Coleman. So, I mean, she ain't no, like, no, no bomb, bomb or nothing like that. She, back when Ronnie Coleman was my main squeeze and on and off for the better part of two decades. So, she dated Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> BBC! <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. There's a picture of her. So, she liked niggas. She liked those niggas. Look at that. What's up, Ma? Okay, that's when I guess in her younger years. The person I was right before I met Wayne. So, yep, she was more. She was like 45, so she had more muscle mass. And, of course, there is Wayne, a picture of him. There's him, and she got a picture of him. Damn. Wow. So she got the evidence backstage, too. Oh, shit. You fucked. Hey, nigga, you fucked. You fucked. My nigga, you fucked. Let's, let's continue to play uh, Lovely T's uh, Rick. There's a lot more to it than you'd ever imagine. But wait, there's more. So much more to come. Memoirs of an intimate relationship with Lil Wayne from October 2015 to January 2020 coming soon. Target release summer 2020. Stay tuned. Then she goes on to hashtag a bunch more bullshit, okay? So this entire situation is crazy. And like I said, it's been going on for a while. She's also posted DMs of Lil Wayne. She's posted text messages. Um, she has dates. The lady has receipts. She might be old. Her titties might be lopsided. You know, they're breast implants, so they're kind of doing their own thing. You know, her body's not bad for her to be as old as she is. I mean, it looks like she definitely works out. She does pole dancing and all that stuff. Um, you know, so she doesn't have a bad build or nothing like that. But yeah, she, she got receipts now. Old ass Kim got some damn receipts, honey. She's not out here playing with little Wayne. I mean, she's been posting stuff now for weeks, okay? I mean, DMs with the verified blue check mark and everything else. So, you know, the reason why I'm talking about this is because now the, the mainstream blogs have picked up on it. And, you know, she's starting to go off and, and get upset about bloggers sliding into her DMs and they're wanting more information from her. And earlier today, Media Takeout ran the story and it says... 50-year-old Caucasian soccer mom. I was Little Wayne's lover. He paid my bills. So she's responding to that, and she posted this about four hours ago. And she says, stereotype much? Soccer mom? Huh? Please do tell me more about that part of my life that I'm not familiar with, London. Again, my story is best told by me. 
since I'm the one who knows my story. My story isn't about hate or blackmail or manipulation. My story is a truthful look into my own weaknesses and failures as well as Wayne's. So before you assume things, be very careful about what you say I'm claiming. A lot of people are looking at Ashley German's false allegations as a gospel. Dangerous thing, gossip. My book is not about tearing people down, not even Wayne. That's not how I operate. But because some people have no impulse control whatsoever and find gratification in spewing hate, I have to turn off the comments except for those I follow. I'm over halfway completed with my writing. I haven't torn down or degraded one single person in it, not even those who left me as well as themselves, feeling insecure and hurt. I've got a little more compassion in me than these fork-tongued haters, just not my style. So if you guys don't know who Ashley is, that is Fee from Gossip in the City because she was upset that Fee had posted about this and basically stated that, okay, this, you know, random white woman claims that she's been Little Wayne's lover for the past five years and, you know, Little Wayne was so in love with her and all this other stuff. But as we all know, uh, Little Wayne is engaged currently to Letitia Thomas, who's a Wilhelmina plus size model. And Lil Wayne has been seen claiming her. They take pictures together. So that's who I last checked and thought Lil Wayne was with after he dumped the last girl. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying to figure out where this older white woman came from. But like I said, the woman, she definitely has receipts, okay? She did bring her receipts to the table. And it looks like, you know, there might be some truth to what she's saying. Now, another thing that's causing controversy, if you guys don't know, is that she also decided to share that Lil Wayne has a preference for white women. So now that's causing some controversy on the blogs as well. All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. So this podcast is currently sponsored by TakeCareOf.com, okay? So if you guys don't know who TakeCareOf.com is, it's basically a website where you uh. can customize vitamins and Really interesting website. The quiz takes less than five, you know, finding some vitamins that if you use the code Tea Time Friends for White Women. And me personally, I'm not shocked. I've been reporting on Little Wayne since I first came on YouTube. That was one of the first videos that kind of made me, I don't know, viral, I guess, where I was talking about him when he did a song where he said that bitch would look better red. Okay, so I'm not surprised. He's always come off as a colorist and he's made a lot of color statements throughout the years. But this is what Kimberly is now reporting, okay? The main thing that's causing a lot of controversy right now, like I said, is the fact that, you know, she's exposing Lil Wayne's preference for white women. And me personally, I'm not shocked. I've been reporting on Lil Wayne since I first came on YouTube. That was one of the first videos that kind of made me, I don't know, viral, I guess. Where I was talking about him when he did a song where he said that bitch would look better red. Okay, so I'm not surprised. He's always come off as a colorist and he's made a lot of colorist statements throughout the years. But this is what Kimberly is now reporting, okay? She shows a screenshot of a text message between her and Lil Wayne. And basically, this is from 2018. It says, Happy Easter, Mama, you here? And she says, Happy Easter, yes, do you want me? And he says, Need ya. And then she says, we're to love. And he says, my house, mama. And then she says, okay, daddy, on my way. And Lil Wayne says, okay. And then Lil Wayne texts her again. And then he says, we still need to find a new pink though. And then he says, find a new girl like pink. And then she says, okay, we'll do my love. Then he says, I prefer them not to be black, babe. 
And then she says, okay, gotcha. And I agree that we need a pink. Do you want to see Kia again or no? Did you call on did you call on accident? This app is bad sometimes. He said, no nigga, no nigga, no. 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 That's what he said. He said he didn't want no niggas. He said he didn't want no nigga women. He didn't want no black woman. He said he don't want to get into the nappy dugout. That's what he said. Damn, little Wayne. But, hey, I'm not surprised. Ask Chris Brown. But, look, East 2 A.R., it's a Ray won't Asian man. And then he says, we can, but I told you what to find, Mom. And then she says, okay, I will. Then she goes ahead and she also shows a screenshot where she DMs somebody. Now, this person looks to be of color. Then she shows a screenshot and the girl says, hey, beautiful, I would love to become you and Wayne's sex slave again. Okay. Then she also proceeded to show like some abuse pictures, what she has, you know, burn marks and bruises, black and blue marks. I guess little Wayne supposedly hit her some mess. I don't know. This entire situation is a hot damn mess. But like I said, I'm not shocked. And unfortunately, this is what happens when men who have fame, power, and money, you know what I'm saying, when they allow that to go to their head. First of all, this woman should be ashamed of herself. Okay, she's not even of this generation. Like, I get these other, you know, clout chasing, you know, Instagram chicks who were raised in this, you know, social media generation. Ma'am, you're in your 50s. Okay, she's probably a damn groupie for Aerosmith and Metallica. Okay, no. so you're old enough to know better. You know, no. damn well, hold on, T. Tell they now, T, hold on. Hold on now. How you think groupies, Korean stuff is? You need to criticize Korean and everybody else. And a lot of these women, Kim Kardashian too, look, hold on now, lovely T, she what, 50, Weezy is like 41, so they're what, nine years apart, so there's really not a big difference there, I can see if he was 28 and she was 50, yeah, she's a MILF, well, she's still kind of, she's still a MILF, oh, tell me it's raining. We'll see. But you can't tell this woman who she should be with, T. Come on now. Just like no one can tell you who you want to be with. You might want to be with the Asian man. You might want to be with the Arab man. You might want to be with the Spaniard man. I don't give a damn. That's your business. It's your business. That's what Lil Wayne wants. Lil Wayne wants a MILF. Lil Wayne wants a, 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 a MILF white woman. Because he knows that motherfuckers are some damn freaks, especially when it comes to BBC. That's what he wanted. He wanted a 50-year-old woman. He's 41. That's what he wanted. And he got it. And this woman fell in love with him. Because number one, he's rich, rich, and he's little wheezy. So he's rich and he's famous. So she said, man, I got to secure this bag, but she didn't. So now she's coming out with a book. So she got plan B. She got plan B says, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to hustle you one way or another. You left me. 
I'm going to make sure you pay the price because I'm still white. It's like this. Not only is she claiming that she was Lil Wayne's sex slave, she also recruited girls, you know, and, you know, Lil Wayne didn't want to be with any black women. She made sure to highlight that, which we're not surprised. And I, and I really don't know too many black women besides Toya who have really checked for Lil Wayne like that, okay? I mean, ever since he got with her, he's really only dated nothing but racially ambiguous or white or, you know, Latino women. And that's fine. They can have them. You know, my issue with this is at the end of the day, you're not doing us a favor, Becky. Okay. You're not doing us a favor. It wasn't like you checked. Well, actually, she is doing your favorite, T, because you're making money and you're talking about it. So she did do your favorite. Them back in 2018 and said, hey, Rain, that's kind of colorist. How come you can't? You don't want any black girls? Um, you agree with them. You was like, yeah, I think we should stick to pink. So I mean, so what is your point? You act like you defended us or something. You you weren't capable for black women, honey. You agreed with them, and then you went to go find a Becky. You know, what I'm saying, have a threesome with. Like, sit down. Like, I'm just so tired of the attention whoring. I'm telling you, this quarantine. Of course it is. Of course it's the attention, because hey, he didn't want to marry her. So she was like, ah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get plan B. But I don't think she was in, a, in up there trying to defend black women anyway. And what's she going to say? No, you should be with black girls. What kind of sense that make? Huh? That's just like saying, just like T, let's say you and you're with, uh, what's the guy's name? Adam Levine. And y'all dating you his side chick, his secret chick, his secret sex lover, etc. You do all freaky shit for him. And he says, uh, we want to, you know, bring some girls and make sure they're not white. What are you going to do? How dare you say that? How dare you not want to have a woman of your own race join us? Huh? Come on now. You know better than that. Has exposed a lot. And it just shows you how desperate people are right now for not only attention because everybody's stuck in their homes and they're not out and about and, you know, things like that, but money. She's obviously desperate for money. This is what her motivator is. She's pissed off because Lil Wayne stopped paying her bills. And that's upset her. Now, before he stopped paying her bills and just cut her off for this model, it was all good. But once he stopped, she ran and made an Instagram page and has literally been blasting this man since February. We're just not really hearing about this because it finally made it onto the big blogs. But this entire situation is crazy. And she's going to make her money. Trust and believe. People are going to go buy that book. They're going to read the book. You know, she's definitely going to get her money and her attention. But again, it just shows you like and how she's, much... And she's white. Stuff really goes on behind the scenes. The things that so many people are not privy to. And like... Uh, of course, T. Hey, look. There's a number of these rappers. Before they got their deal, they bit the Versace pillow. A number of these female artists, they got their deal. They got the train rain on them by, by um, the, the Jewish producers. And Hard Weinstein. And some niggas. Some honorary ones, of course. And Little Boosie even said last week, I don't have to pay for anything. I'm a rapper. And yep, he wasn't lying when he said that. That's true. You got women who are busting it open on the gram for free. For nothing more than views and, and a few hearts. 
So imagine what's really going on behind the scenes, behind closed doors. To me, I wouldn't be surprised if she was doing all types of shit, all types of strange shit with Lil Wayne just to keep her bills paid and keep a roof over her head. Uh, duh, that's why he hired her. Duh, that's why That's why he was with her because she was doing anything and everything under the sun for him. That's, that's what groupies do, T. Hell, look at Elvis Presley. Hell, Priscilla the ran ran with that boy. It was 26, 27 years old. And that that little motherfucker was 14, 13 damn years old. Still fucked him. Knowing he was a grown-ass man. That tell, tell Nugent had underage girls. Knowing that motherfucker was an adult. But ran with it anyway. Look at R. Kelly. And these girls now, now don't get me wrong, you know, they're victims because they're underage. The reason they're, the reason I consider them victims is because they're underage. But as far as that, the motherfuckers knew what he was about and they fucked him anyway. They had sex with him anyway, knowing he was nasty, but they didn't care. They wanted, they want to be one of our Kelly's angels. And now that she doesn't have that lifestyle that she had become accustomed to for the past five years, now she wants she to should save that money. The damn tea. In my personal opinion, she looks like she's been around the damn block. Like I said, she's probably a damn, you know, groupie from Metallica and Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith and all types of shit. No, I looked in a little background a little bit. She likes niggas. Okay. I mean, to me, she looks like an industry staple. BBC. You know, she probably has like a long list of all types of different clients. Lil Wayne just didn't happen to run across her at the damn swap meet. You know what I'm saying? When you're that high up in the entertainment industry, people introduce you to certain people. Yeah, one of them is called Amber Rose. So it's not like he was on the bus and just happened to run into her. She was brought into Lil Wayne's life for a reason. And this is why a lot of these rappers need to really watch the people that they're introduced to and need to be careful who they sit here and, you know, get with. They don't care, T. That's why they're in the industry. Why you think the industry chose them? What, what Kanye West says says, this is a white man's world, but we're the ones chosen. Listen to that. Why do you think they choose certain artists over others? They knew some of the other artists are got more conscious that can wake the people up. They said, no, we don't want that one. We don't want Cormega. We don't want, uh, we'll, we'll manage Nas. We'll just give them a bunch of whores. We don't want this. We don't want this guy. We don't want this girl. Oh, we don't want immoral technique because he's, talk, he's talking too much about us. Yes, we don't want that. He's too conscious, way too conscious. Talib Kwabi, he's conscious. Mm -mm, most of uh, Erica, uh, Erica, uh, Lauren Hill. No, they too conscious. Oh, look, we wait. Oh, yeah, let's get him. Oh, Wheezy, Weed, Xanax, Pussy, yeah. Because Megan Thee Stallion, oh, she ain't gonna talk about no conscious stuff. She about that pimp cash shit. Yeah, yeah, and she stabbed uh, Carl Crawford in the back. So she she's gonna be a valuable asset, yeah, because she's gonna be twerking and booty shaking. That's pretty much she got. Now she's trying to expose everything looking for money. I mean, even with the whole... Just like Corinne Stephens and the rest of them. Drake situation. How the hell does Drake just end up magically with a porn star and she end up walking over the whole baby and she'll be... Well, now, now, let's correct that. Now, depend. now, she was a softcore porn star. She was not a hardcore porn star. I, look, I scour, I scoured the net. To trying to find any film of her getting fucked. Then I had seen no film of her getting fucked. Only films I see her is fucking herself. Just saying. I, I was just doing some 
due diligence. <laughs> I was doing some due diligence. <laughs> yes, I was looking too. I was doing some due diligence. <laughs> like Kim Kardashian, like, damn, how she came up. And I watched that film with her, Ray J, the way she was sucking that dick. I said, damn, I can see why she got to the top. Because she can give the best top. She learned from my mama. Mama would probably give him top when she was five. Don't quote me on that. Care for the next 18 years. You know, a lot of that stuff is set up. Like, I'm about to get with old boy. You know what to do. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if she has a list of all types of guys. Then she does all types of BDSM, sex stuff, and everything else. She's just mad because her biggest client, who apparently was Lil Wayne, he just dipped out on her. Now her feelings are hurt because her feelings got caught up. Instead of her just looking at this as a business transaction, she really thought Lil Wayne was about to wife her up or some shit. <laughs> she thought about that. She's a stupid motherfucker. That's why she's upsetting in her damn feelings, honey. And I don't feel bad for her. Not at Hell all. No. Anyway, y'all, this podcast has why been... Why we, why we should feel sorry for a groupie? Somebody who chose to be with a weed head, a pill head rapper named Weezy F Baby. She chose that. She wanted that nigga. She wanted that BBC. She been, she been banging niggas for a while. Because she liked that big black cop. You know some of them white women, all them white women that all, all they mess with is what they call mutt sharks, BBC, because they like the big black dicks. Shit. The magic, magical, dark magic up in that motherfucker. You know, every woman in this world love BBC, the black man. You know, y'all know this. That's why y'all sisters get mad. And I can, I can understand y'all getting upset that all these women be trying to chase after us. Trying to get us all up in the bed, try to try to put their mouths all up on our BBCs and, and and try to ride that ride the BBC down to the sunset with the cowboy hat on. She try to ride the niggas dick on like low. I understand. They're snatching your man. You need to fight back. You need to fight back. You need to be nasty as they are. Hell, instead of talking about, I don't do that stuff, okay? What one woman won't do, another one will. Just like what one man won't do, another man will. If another man won't eat your vagina, guess what? You're going to find another man that be more than happy to do that. And probably do a little bit more, right? Okay. Just like this guy don't got a big dick, you're going to find a man with a bigger dick, right? Okay. Been fun. It's been nice to talk about something different. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this entire okay. Thank you, lovely T. Thank you for the wonderful work that you do. All right, let's go. Let's read on here. Kim and Rose had a plan in a relationship with Tucci for years before they broke up in January. Says she's going to write her tell-all about his involvement with the about. Her involvement with the rapper Ace Showbiz. You need to do spell check. You need to do grammar correction. Instagram model scared of Cardi B after Offset gets caught stalking her account. God, dog. If this is true. Oh, I need to cut it out.
Y'all really need to cover it out, cut it out. <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, we seen it for uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read all this because right there itself they and this is supposed to be a professional showbiz, ace showbiz, and to write a tell-all book about his involvement with the rapper. You mean her involvement with the rapper. <sighs> well, y'all need to tighten up. I mean, y'all got spell check automatically. Y'all got grammar correction on your damn laptops and you can't use the shit. I understand we make mistakes, but damn, you try to be professional here. Mm, 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 mm. Boy, 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 I tell you the truth. I'm not going to read the rest of this. This ain't, this ain't worth it. You already got them grammar incorrections. It ain't even worth it. All right, but like I said, of course the lady is looking for a come up. It's very obvious she she's looking for a come up. She's a milf. She says, well, hell, if you're going to leave me, well, damn it, I'm going to make sure I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get money. You're going to make it rain for me, nigga. Now, they say Lil Wayne's ex-girlfriend tries to expose him for not dating black women in a racial relationship. Well, we can say she tried. You know, it is what it is. Look. I mean, that's his preference. That's his preference. I mean, the same can be said about, let's say a black woman was with Adam Levine and they was, he, that was her, the, the, she was a sex lady to him. And he says, bring another girl. And then she says, okay, but do not bring any white girls or nobody of my race. What's she going to say? How dare you say not to bring women of your own race to not join us of course not that black girl gonna say okay I found another black girl cause you like black women hello stupid but again she's looking for cash she's looking for that money she's looking for that damn paycheck obviously that Trump stimulus check was not enough for her so she says I want another check I want wheezy checks but you know what? Weezy F. Baby put himself in that position. He put himself in that damn position. He can't get mad. Y'all can't get mad. I know some of y'all sisters try to defend him. Try to say, yeah, I don't see how. I don't see what he see in that white woman, that old ass white woman. Hell, she looked better than half of y'all. Let's keep it real. She better shaped than half of y'all. Let's keep it real. Hell, a number y'all hitting over 100 damn pounds. Ain't that something? But y'all want to talk about her. Hell, she looked better than half of y'all. She only 50 damn years old. So I got to give her the benefit of the doubt. I got to give Miss Ann the benefit of the doubt. She 50 damn years old. Some of y'all in y'all 20s and 30s look like y'all going on 62. Ain't that something? Some of y'all like y'all going on 62 damn years old and you 26. But I bet you one thing she ain't got, she ain't got no kids. Well, well, she should have got some kids by Weezy. Then she would have got them. Oh, man, she would have got them. But you know what? 
she didn't want to get no kids by this man. Because if she really wanted to check, if she really wanted security, she would have got a couple of babies by him, right? She didn't want no baby by him. She liked to fuck a nigga, but she don't want no baby by no nigga. Especially Wayne. But I guess she didn't see she didn't see the the flowers past the trees because she could have gotten some couple of checks on that one. But I guess she said, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna do it this route. I'm 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 still I'm still a white woman. I still want to be back in white society. But but you know, if I get this half black baby, I, I, my my chances of being back in white society are gonna be very motherfucking slim. I ain't gonna be able to go back into the gated communities on with this with, with this right here. Yeah, ain't that something? But you know she's all about money. She saw Corinne Stephan's success. She saw Kim Carter's success. She saw Amber Rose's success. She saw many of these uh, groupies, uh, ladies of the night, late escorts. Uh, she saw uh, LaBella Reyna got a baby by Cam Newton. You know, now she now she done secured them checks. You know she's secured because she got that baby by Cam Newton. You know uh, she going to get them checks. Hell, he done moved her in, into a into a, a condominium. So, you know, she making it. Shoot, she's sitting pretty. Now, next thing you know, she's going to move her mama. Going to move her mama in there, too. I'm telling you, Cam going to end up moving because, you know, he done got rid of Kim Proctor, got three babies by her, and now he claiming that's none of his kids, which, pff, whatever, nigga. And, uh... And now he got with LaBella Reyna, which is she good looking motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. Her mama look good too. She, hey, he might get a deal. He might say, get her, get the daughter and get the mama for free. <laughs> At a discount. I'm serious. Hell. If, if I was Cam Newton, shit, I'll take the I'll take the daughter and the mama. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna be straight up. That's how good a mama look. Hell, I'll take them both. Shoot. Cause I'm gonna wear your daughter out now. Now you next. Ain't <laughs> hey, Jack? You crazy, nigga? You crazy, motherfucker? You a crazy ass nigga? You damn right, I'm crazy, motherfucker. But I ain't one of no crazy motherfucker gonna be shooting up motherfuckers on no damn Walmart and no damn club and no shit. Yeah. You damn right. Shit. Get the daughter and the mama. Shit. Hell, mama single. Hell, so you know if the daughter don't feel like doing it, the, the wife don't feel like doing. It, wife number two be be ready to go. You know, wife life number two ain't got a whole lot to do. Shoot, while wife number one try to revitalize her career, shoot, I'll be working on wife number two. <laughs> shoot, you know, wife number two like that back blown out. Shoot. She says she don't. She tired of going to the crowd chiropractor, paying the chiropractor while while she can get it for free. Just, just she just said, just let me bend over right here, and won't you put it in? <laughs> that nigga crazy. Ooh, boy, I tell you the truth, this is crazy. But you know she gonna get them checks because she's white. You gotta understand. You know white is right. White is right. She gonna get them checks. She gonna get that cash flow. She gonna get them greenbacks. She gonna get them paper. She gonna get that Bitcoin. She gonna get that Bitcoin. She gonna get that Bitcoin. You damn right. She gonna get that Bitcoin. Shoot, man. She gonna take that nigga to the bank. 
to the cleanest. Watch. He jumping from woman to woman to woman. That nigga know what he doing. He grow, he old, he old, he boy, 41 years old. He old enough to deal with that. Now she accused him of domestic violence, which again, that could have been BDSM. Maybe, maybe not. And I could be wrong. And she could be right. And I could be right. And she could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know Kimberly Rose's full damn story. But I bet you a bunch of niggas are trying to holler at her right about now as we speak. And they said, damn, you fuck little Weezer. Shoot. Hey, uh, uh, Kim, what, what you doing? You know they trying to fuck that MILF. You know they trying to get that MILF. Shoot. Don't be surprised y'all like, I didn't know Wayne was into that. Ugh. As Azalea Banks, who she was messing with uh, when she got in the industry. A 50 plus year old ass man, her manager. And she what, 18, 17, 18 years old. Fucking an old ass man. Come on now. Ask Mariah Carey who she was banging, who she got married to. Tommy Motola was in his damn late 40s, early 50s when she married him. And she was damn what, 1920. Come on now. Cut it out. Anna Nicole Smith. Married to some old, old ass 80 year old man who can barely get it up. Come on now. Y'all cut this shit out talking about why these rappers and these mat and black men, these men are marrying these old ass white women. Hell, a lot of y'all marry these old ass white men or old ass Hispanic men or these old ass black men. Ask Nene Leakes. She married an old black man. That man was in his 60s when she was started messing with him because she needed some money. She needed to come up. Come on now. Hell, Hova, Hova, Hovito is what? About 50 years old. Beyonce in her late 30s. Hello? Come on now. Let's let's stop let's stop playing games. Hell, I, 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 um, Melania was what? In her late 20s. When she married Donald Trump, Donald was in his 60s, early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, and she was in her 20s. So stop, let's, let's, let's cut it out, people. This is nothing new. This is not abnormal for her to see an old woman being with a younger man. Well, Wayne is 41 years old, and this old woman is in her 50s. So, I mean, that kind of pans out. But don't be surprised. Look, look at Mary Kay Letourneau. She, man, she was popping that little boy. Done broke that little boy's cherry. That boy, 11 years old, she was fucking the shit out of him. Come on now. I'll cut it out. Quit acting like these, these men are, oh, they're gross. Oh, why you give it an old woman? Hell, your mama with a 20-plus-year-old man, what about that? The difference is your mama can pull a younger man, your peer, but you can't pull a man, your damn peer. Your man, a man, your peer don't want to be with you, but damn, he want to be with your mama because your mama look better than you. Your mama booty better than yours. Your mama's body still banging while your ass look like you, you already went through menopause and you in your 20s. Shit. Hell, you got some of these mamas that look, I'm talking about older mothers. I ain't talking about these young mamas that's 15, 60 years old. We ain't talking about them. We talking about 50s, 60s, 
They still got better bodies, still better looking than some of the, than the number of their damn daughters who are in their damn 20s. Because they're their daughters done wasted their life doing drugs and, and getting caught up in foolishness and eating all kind of crap. So therefore, that's why the way they look, they look. Hell, I'm damn in my 40s. Hell, I still look better than half of these 20-year-olds. These 20, a lot of these 20-year-old boys got wide-ass hips and narrow-ass shoulders. i like, damn. I got a buddy who's almost damn 60, still look like a damn bodybuilder. Shit. What y'all talking about? So don't give me that. But all right, folks, this is Jack Newtown. Uh, email me at jackradioshow one at gmail.com. You like questions, comments, concerns, you'd like to show. Uh, if you'd like to donate, cash up, dollar sign, CSN46, paypal.me. Uh, slash Tyler Durden 211 streamlabs.com slash highborn again we're 45% done with the tower it all it needs is I need a it's, it got 4 gigs but it needs to be bumped up to 16 and that's going to be pretty expensive um, it takes maximum 16 once we get that once we get a couple of wireless things hooked up um, I think we're going to be ready to roll uh, we ready to go to war Pretty much. Um, so, and I'm actually probably going to look at some more processor upgrades, possibly. So, we're getting there 45%. So, um, we got to work on the bandwidth because that's something out of my control, but the other stuff is. So, Jack Newtown, hope to see y'all soon. Probably see y'all tomorrow. Uh, might be right back on the speaker broadcast again tomorrow. So, those who are following YouTube, you won't follow me on the speaker broadcast, so then you can get the live and you can chat with me on the speaker broadcast. And this will be up on YouTube as well. And this will be up on Anchor. This will be up on Google Podcasts. This will be up on Spotify. This will be on uh, One Public Radio. This will be on, on several platforms, just to let y'all know. And it'll be on, on Apple as well. Suicide is the leading cause of violent death in Arkansas. So let's talk about it. Not every journey is easy, and for some, it may be difficult to talk about their feelings. But having an open conversation about suicide can help you to save a life. Talk about it, and remember, help is available 24-7 with the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Lifeline calls are answered in-state by Arkansans trained to provide help and hope anytime, anywhere. 1-800-273-8255. Suicide is the leading cause of violent death in Arkansas. So let's talk about it. Not every journey is easy, and for some, it may be difficult to talk about their feelings. But having an open conversation about suicide can help you to save a life. Talk about it, and remember, help is available 24-7 with the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Lifeline calls are answered in-state by Arkansans trained to provide help and hope anytime, anywhere. 1-800-273-8255.